0: I always used to look at business owners when I was younger and thought, you know what, I'd love to be like you, but I'm not clever enough.
1: When you get in, no, 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 or just not being listened to, it's like, okay, well, we'll just go and do it ourselves then. People thought I was genuinely crazy and deluded. If you don't want to be mediocre, don't be mediocre.
0: I'm an ex-football player and now I'm um, running Float, which is a very exciting marketing brand. A team of 25, we roughly do 2 million in sales. How did you two meet? Do you want to say or should I?
1: you say <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe I, you're talking about this
0: i got kicked out of school at 15 okay. i was what you would call a little shit. didn't have a clue what i was doing how did that feel like the moment you got dropped i was thinking to myself how the hell am i here
1: we've got to grab this opportunity and we've just got to make it happen
0: we worked day in day out like i'm talking like grueling all days day, all but, night. but we loved it what advice would you give to somebody who's just starting a business today Having a personal brand, if you're a B2B founder for me, is a non-negotiable.
1: If I'm not embarrassed about who I was last year, I'm not moving fast enough, I'm not developing.
0: We've made it, haven't we?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hello, guys. Hey. Welcome to Rebels. (laughs) Thanks Thanks for having us. I'm so excited for this episode, because obviously... Well, in fact, first I should introduce you both. We have Ashley and Mitch, and we'll get into the story a little bit more, but this is really exciting because it's the final episode of season one. And typically we have one guest, but now we've got two. So even more story to get into, which is going to be epic. Um, I also feel like it's quite like a full circle moment for us because when I started my agency, Yellow Hippo, um, you two were the kind of two of the first people I spoke to. And now, how, how long has it been since then? Wow
0: it's been
1: maybe a year and a half is
0: it that since that has flown by by. i I remember when we first met you wow you was you're so different in such a short period of time mm. um but you know credit to you i always the first time that i met you i said to ash the kid's got something (laughs) 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 i think one thing that really one thing that i noticed from an early, early perspective as well like you work so hard you know, people not realise the amount of work rate that you put in in the early days to get here. Oh, so, thank um, you. so, fair play. Thank you so much. But, yeah,
2: it's been a long time. I think back then I didn't even... I was a freelancer. And mm. Yeah. Um, I must think I spoke to you before I even started freelancing. Yeah, you did. And we had a little call, didn't we? Yeah, because
0: I remember I always used to help you out with, like, little things about, uh, you know, when you get a client you know invoice them up front you know know, just (laughs) just little things like that i was like
2: a deer in headlights so thank you for i feel i've learned so much from you as well yeah Yeah.
1: i feel like we was in such a different place as well like back then like we've grown so much now as well yeah Um, i love
2: that i love just like just seeing your story and obviously we've been on separate journeys, but it's been epic which we're going to get into, I can't wait. Um, But first, because we've got two guests a little bit different, so go into your kind of individual stories, tell us a bit about yourselves, Um, let's start with you Mitch
0: cool so um so i'm i'm the founder ceo of fload um so originally my uh, my journey actually started in football i'm an ex football player mm-hmm. um which is crazy i feel like i've had about three different lives <laughs> and i'm only 28 um, which is quite funny but um i'm an ex football player ex e-commerce brand owner and now uh, running fload which is um a very exciting marketing brand in manchester team of 25 um we roughly do two million in sales we're about just coming up to two and a half years old um quite the journey we're completely bootstrapped as well which we're very proud of um so um so yeah looking forward to going into it a bit more today
2: yeah i love that ashley (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, so, co-founder with Mitch, obviously, um, and CMO recently, uh, which is really exciting. So, I am an ex-salesperson back in the day mm-hmm. um, and went on to have multiple e brands, which is where I was more a creative marketer back in those different roles that I did. Um, so, now to be, obviously, a CMO yeah, in uh, like, quite a fast-growing company, which is ours, which is a little bit crazy, but... Um, so, yes, so that's a little bit about me.
2: Amazing. Because we, we had, like, a similar job growing up, didn't we? Where we yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever, like, mentioned this, but I had a job where I would um, work with, like, this agency and we'd go door-to-door knocking, yeah. trying to sell, um, <laughs> like, trying to get people to sign up to, mm. you know, donate, like, £3 of charity a month or yeah. something. I actually yeah. got fired from
0: that job because I wasn't very good. Do to yeah. mad? I used to be a teacher at one point. I was a teaching assistant, which was like so do you know not a teaching assistant, sorry. Do you know when... what are those things called? I I can't even remember what the job <laughs> Do you know when you're like you're a, you fill in for someone? Yeah, um, um, a called? substitute teacher. Yeah. A substit- yeah. I was a substitute teacher. In in what subject? When I was ed- anything and anything. everything. Like, so <laughs> when I was when I came out of football, I came out of football like 1920. Like didn't have a clue what I was doing. The only thing that I had was I had a sports qualification mm-hmm. that like, that like, gave me some form of like teaching, but it was like so basic. And this recruiter would just put me in anywhere in and anywhere, anywhere that they could just to make a bit of money. Mm-hmm. And I was like a substitute teacher. And I was thinking to myself, how the hell am I here? And it's just, you know, we've all had random jobs back yeah. in the day, aren't uh. we? <laughs> I think
1: my most random one in terms of where I am today was when I was a legal secretary. And I did that for five years. But I was very young when I when I had that role. Um, and then obviously went on to do the role that you're talking about, the sales. F- well, you called it field sales, but it was... I'm not really sure what you would even class it as. Yeah. It was very... Um, how would you even explain it that was like job?
2: Just telling random shit on the street. Yeah, so
1: like <laughs> sometimes people would see me in in the streets of Manchester on Market Street, yeah. and I'd be stopping people, waving them down, "Hi, who does your gas and electric?
2: <laughs> gas and electric." Yeah, I so
1: that. I I was like swapping people's gas and electric providers. Um, for me, I was very good at that. Um, I think it was more the reason I was good at that role was because of what they promised and what they sold Mm -hmm. like the vision behind it of oh you can have your own office one day in your own city and that to me was like the potential breakthrough of you know being in a working class family family so then going on and doing something bigger and better I almost you know I was naive I was young and I really bought into that idea so Yeah. yeah so I was there for a while yeah. It's
2: amazing, though, that you now do have your own office in the city. Yeah. But you've done it yourself Ironic. and you've done it with something you're really passionate about as well, which I think is so important. And I, I, I speak to a lot of like students as well and going to unis and that kind of thing. And I always say, like, do something you enjoy because mm. you can be really good at something and earn loads of money, but you're not going to be happy. Mm. Um, so how did you two meet?
0: OK. <laughs> Let's get into it. Yeah. So, So me and Ash met in a call centre in Preston seven mm-hmm. years ago um, and so well, about, we're both yeah. originally from Preston um, and yeah we met we met in a call center yeah. uh, which you know what to this day <laughs> I've learned so much from that call center mm-hmm. you know in terms say. of how I'd like to my office to be how mm-hmm. I don't want it to be mm-hmm things from you learn from management again like the good things the bad things yeah. and I just think like those experiences when you're young are mm. so important mm. about because they shape you they mold, and, yeah. and you learn more from the bad stuff than what you do the good stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so yeah me and Ash met in a call center um feels like a long time how long ago now. was it like I think it was like seven or eight seven or eight years wow yeah. so um Ash started so I, I was working at a company for like um a couple of like maybe like a year or something ash started um and um and yeah maybe out. <laughs> you actually you actually yeah, came you, to whoa, me whoa, whoa. you asked you out so I mean, actually okay. we, it, it was a christmas do okay. and ash i still don't have too oh, many drinks slow down. Okay.
1: yeah yeah <laughs> go on, exactly d- go on do you um, do you want to say or should i you say
0: <laughs> um yeah it was a christmas do and ash like ash is so stubborn she would never ever tell anyone that she liked them and she was like at the bar being like mitch I think, oh, you're nice I, li- I like you and i was like i
1: can't believe you're I- talking about this yeah and um oh wow
0: and yeah and literally from there so literally on, that was a christmas do and pretty much we spent like Christmas day together, like, and then literally ever since then, we've literally been joined at The hip, mm-hmm. And it's just gone from like, mm. pff, literally, yeah. It's, mm. And we had like, yeah, they were nice days then, weren't they?
1: I think it all started with the ambition level. So, you know, when I came out of the, the role that we'd both done the field sales <laughs> thing, um, I'd built up so much ambition. After that role, and I, I thought I could take on the world. Um, and then, yeah, going into a call centre, that was all about trying to make as, as much money as I could, really. And then um, Mitch was very good at his job. Um, and we just ended up, you know, we, 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 we connected on an ambition level, yeah. which I'd never had before. Um, so it was like quite a big thing for me because, like, my main thing in life has always been about taking myself to high levels and i'd never really met anyone who could kind of have conversations with me about like the future and like big goals people thought i was a little bit crazy when i was younger because i was like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that that. and yeah i didn't have anyone that i could connect with on that and then mitch was like that first person that i connected with on an ambition level and that's kind of how it all began
2: This podcast is proudly sponsored by Fabric, a marketing training academy that runs a world leading master strategy programme for marketers looking to excel in their careers. The programme teaches you frameworks that have been used by global brands and coaches you how to build a live marketing strategy in just 12 weeks. Now I personally know many people who have completed Fabric's programme and who have benefited directly from getting promotions and accessing dream job roles to accessing increased marketing budgets and gaining a Confidence to excel in their careers fabric is kindly offering listeners of this podcast 10% off their program so you can secure your place on it for more information check out the link in the bio use code rebels 10 in all capitals to claim the offer did did either of you go to like education wise did you college uni what was the
0: story there i got kicked out of school at 15 i okay. was what you would call a little shit right um, I was. He a rebel. i was a rebel i was a rebel right. i was, rebel. I like was honestly the, the cockiest kid you will ever meet mm-hmm. massive that's ego. probably
1: what you're
0: like a bad boy when I, when I was when i was a kid honestly i had such a big ego and i got massively humbled in life mm-hmm. when i was like because i came out of i had a big ego because i was a, f- a footballer mm-hmm. when i was young so i used to th- i used to think i was better than everyone i wasn't but yeah. when i was a kid because i used to get like special treatment you know School. when I was at school I used to get like Tuesday afternoons and Thursday afternoons off because mm. they'd allow me to go and play football because it was like for a Premier League club. Mm. Um, so I was always like, I always just felt I was a bit better than everyone. Mm. And I took that into life when I was mm. like 18 or 19. And then when I got, I actually got released um, and basically dropped and fell out of football when I was like 19. Mm. And it massively, massively humbled me. And going to the call center was the best thing ever that I ever did. Mm. Because
2: how, how did that feel like the moment you
0: got dropped and released? Um, I, I, had like, I had like big head loss for like a good six months. And that's why I was like a substitute teacher for a little while. I was like, I was trying to figure out where am I? Like, you know, cause I had no qualifications. I had nothing. I was really an uneducated kid cause I'd always relied on football. Mm. Um, and I was just so lost. And what I would say about the call center, it just massively humbled me. Mm. Um, I was going into a call center and you know, people would say, oh, where, where, where have you come from? What, what company have you come from? Mm. And I'd be like, I used to be a footballer. And they'd be like, What do you do near then? So every other day, you're answering questions like... That must have been quite difficult as well, though. It it was, but again, it was humbling. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I needed. And I now am really proud, because I've got zero ego whatsoever. I've been on a journey of having one, not having one, and now I'm just really comfortable with who I am and Mm -hmm. the type of person I am. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I like who I am. But back then, I look back and think, wow, you were a dickhead, mate. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate the honesty. Um, Ash, so did you...
2: Uni education
1: um, what's it like? No, so obviously went to school. I wasn't great at school. Mm-hmm. Um definitely not very economic at all. Um you know got very basic grades and off the back of that just did not want to go college didn't want to go uni just didn't was just not interested in that whatsoever I was quite dyslexic in testing environment so mm-hmm. just wasn't wasn't a good place for me um so yeah as soon as I left school straight into a job um that's where I basically started as a legal well I was a legal secretary initially I went in as like an admin assistant mm. just basically making brews, you know, I was the skivvy. Um, And then went on, became a receptionist and a legal secretary and then started being a legal secretary for some of the partners in the Mm -hmm. business. Um, But yeah, after kind of five years of doing that, I realised that I was this personality in the office that really stood out Mm -hmm. and there was no one really like me. Obviously very young as well, um, still at that point. So yeah, went to Avifa um for the summer at that point um came back got into the field sales um and then yeah so everything from my end is more the ambition to try and learn new things Mm. was like my main thing I was always very creative I wanted to get into the creative industry but I was not back time and time again you know making fancy applications for misguided and all these fashion brands fashion was always quite a a big passion to me growing up. I think it is for every girl. Um So yeah, so, but never could get in based on not having a degree. That yeah. was my like main sticking point. Um And that's when it basically pushed me to want to have my own econ brand. Cause I was yeah. like, well, you can keep saying no, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'll do it I for myself. That. If everyone's like, no, you're not coming in. It's like, fine, I'll do it myself. I
2: love that. That cause... is
1: literally when the first econ brand started as well. Off yeah. the back of all them no's, I was like, I'm doing it myself. I <laughs> always
2: say, like, the, the most successful people that I've met and the most interesting people are people who like, have this delusional level of self-confidence. And yeah, I celebrate that. Do. I think it's, like, wicked. <laughs> because to have that level of ambition when you're so young mm. is, I think, really commendable. Mm. But also, if you're not surrounded by people, to have that courage to be like, actually, this is my goal and being in this environment it's not going to help me get to that place i need to get out of my comfort zone i need to try new things i need to push myself Definitely. and i think both of you would you say you're like examples of that
0: yeah i think yeah. i think for me so originally when we started our first business i kind of i think i started with the idea so fast forward a little bit of time we mm-hmm. we we've left preston ash actually was like mitch we need to go move to manchester you know we're in this small town people talk about what they used to do at school all the time. That's what the conversations are. Yeah. Like. If you ever have like, friends from small <laughs> places, they talk about what happened at school 20 years ago. Yeah. And it's like, I hate that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I want to talk about what we're doing for the next 20 years, yes. not, the ne- not the last yeah. 20 years. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it was like, in order for us to do what we need to do in our lives, mm-hmm. we need to go and just be in a different environment, which mm-hmm. we did, and Ash was like, Ash was a big driver of that in the early days. Mm. We then got jobs in Manchester, quite corporate places. Mm-hmm. And um, and if anyone's ever seen a LinkedIn post of mine where I was wearing shorts, this was uh, a <laughs> inside joke. But you know, if you've seen a LinkedIn post of me that went viral a few years ago, um, <laughs> tell was, us the story. Tell yeah, us a story. so so there was so I was working for a pretty corporate organization in Manchester. Thought I was you know, where I want to be in life. I'm on this like ladder of moving up and up and up. Mm. Um, And there was one day, it was like a really, really hot day. It was like in the middle of June. Mm. Um, And um, yeah, it was like in the middle of June. um, And normally if you're in an office and it's like not client facing, normally people can wear like smart shorts mm-hmm. you know because it's like you know it's sweltering yeah. hot it's just normal mm-hmm. so anyway i come into work and i've got like smart shorts on the not, i'm not wearing like swimming shorts <laughs> like he like, no i save them for the weekend um so anyway i come in and i've got these like smart shorts on and my, my boss comes in and is like can i have a word and i'm like yeah is everything okay and he was like just the shorts and i'm thinking I I don't have any meetings today. Like, you know, like, can I just wear them? Like it's really, really hot. It's like 30 degrees. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm melting. And he was like, Are you alright just to go home and just swap swap it for some for some soup? That's plan. insane. And I was like, Really? Like really? Um so anyway, I, I went home and then when well, I was- You were at,
1: sent home because you yeah, weren't allowed to go back in. Yeah. So, so I remember laptops. I was working from home then.
0: Mm. Yeah, and um yeah. and yeah, I went home and I was thinking to myself this ain't for me, do you know, like I, you know, this is not for me, it's such a childish thing and I feel like in the corporate world, it's full of childish things like that, that are just stupid and you know, I think it's got, I think it's got better now that hybrid working is a thing Mm -hmm. and you know, there's more, um, there's more flexibility Mm -hmm. but four or five years ago or you know, when, when that was, it was a different world than what we live in now.
2: Completely, it was very, because I had a, a similar experience when I was applying for corporate grad schemes. Because mm. um, obviously, like, most most universities encourage you to get these, like, big grad schemes, very shiny with big brands, you mm. know. Um, and I experienced the same thing, just, like, going to visit officers, interviews, assessment centres. It was very... I felt like I couldn't be myself. Yeah, yeah. I was, I like, trying so hard no, to fit right. into this, like, mould of what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. That I was losing myself in the process,
0: and I was yeah. there for, like, three hours, and I know, already yeah. that had yeah. happened. I remember yeah. there was one this one place that I worked, which I'm not going to name. It was probably one of the most toxic environments I've ever been. They just... No one talked to each other. Like, you so said that you got, like, 30 people sitting in a room not really allowed to talk to each other. It was... And I used to... When I left, when I, when I eventually handed my notice in, I remember I just screamed in my car. It was like a burst of energy because yeah. I've just gotten rid of this like 12 month period in life. And it's like, but there's a lot of places like that exist. And I think one thing that me and Ash are really big on is the culture that we've built in our office. Mm-hmm. And a big thing is actually hiring individuals that are aligned together. It only takes one individual that you hire that isn't aligned. To mess up the whole dynamic of the office, especially when you've got a small team. Mm. So what's really important to us is, you know, we bring in people that are aligned, people that enjoy spending time with each other, and that's up to us to get right. Mm. But um, But yeah, we've we've learned a lot from, you know, places that we've used to work in. We used to used to work in before. I
2: love that. And Ash with the e-com brands, tell us how that started. So you both had kind of separate jobs. You both were kind of unhappy in those jobs for a number of reasons. You come together and then magic happens. You yeah. so yeah. taught me through that process. So, it's in COVID,
0: <laughs> it? Um, yeah,
1: it was when COVID. Oh no, before that, we start. Yeah, you can't. This, they were very small things back then, mm. um but you getting into the mindset of doing the econ things, it was all when we was working in jobs. Yeah. So not being happy in those jobs, coming home, and I remember we used to live in a flat in Ancourt, and the. The view from the sofa was just of all of the city, and every night we would come home from our corporate jobs that we didn't like. We'd sit down on the sofa and we'd literally brainstorm ideas of what we could do yeah, to for, for do like, something, for like, a year. like build something. So I love that. the first idea was a menswear brand. Uh-huh. So we we went on this journey with this menswear brand. Then we flipped from that to. Um, A couple of different drop shipping brands that we created just from scratch that was Mm. more from a learning perspective we wanted to learn how to build websites on our own and how to do all these different things so that when the right brand did come along we was able to you know have Mm. the experience to go on Mm. and do what we needed to do and build the brands um on our own because we didn't have any budget like Mm. we've never had savings so we had to kind of learn these things from scratch and do it ourselves.
0: I would say that, so we started originally in the e-commerce game. And that was like business university to us. Mm. That was, and and, and if anyone is at the start of their journey and they're looking for something to like, how they can learn about the world of business, go and start your own e-commerce brand. Yeah. The reason why, you're gonna build your own website, you're gonna do your own marketing, you're gonna source your own products, you're gonna, you know, work with influencers you're you're exposed to so many areas within business and that i
1: think think the main one as well was understanding profits so you know when you get into the e-commerce world it's all exciting and you want everything to look amazing but only over time do you realize that actually you know you you need to Hmm. really have a hold of your numbers and only after a couple of those situations that happened, different econ brands. Only after that point, did mm. we start to really understand profits and making sure that we was doing things, you know, in yeah. the right way.
0: Yeah, it's quite, it's honestly, it's quite mad to think. So our, we had a jewelry brand, that was the one that popped. Mm. I think we did 250 in sales in year one, either 250 or 300 K in sales in year one, Mm. no investment, Mm. just two kids, literally not a clue what they're doing. Just like, just like learning on the job. I love that. Week week out. It's mad, that That was
1: literally in COVID as well. It was like the worst time Mm. you could probably start an econ brand. Do you you
0: know what? Do you know what was mad? So this was like, so we started this brand at the start of COVID, like Mm. January, Mm. was it like, I can't remember the the specific time, but Mm. um, it was January, And then everyone got furloughed in Feb Mm. and then-
1: And we was like, yes, oh my God, we get to be at home and build the brand. So for us, it was like, oh my God, this is our chance. This is our opportunity. Mm. We've got to grab this opportunity and we've just got to make it happen. And I think we did. You know, we 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 did well with with what we had. We had
0: like a conversation with ourselves because (laughs) it was like, when you're in the entrepreneurial world, you'll, you'll get a bit of luck. And you'll get opportunities, but you need to go and grab it. Mm. And you know, we got at, at the time our jewelry brand was doing about a thousand pound in sales a month, not enough to for even even to pay for tea, let alone yeah. let alone a wage. Um, and um, and we said when when we got furloughed from our employers, we was like, look, we need to make sure that when they say come back to work we're not going back because our business is going to be yeah. doing that amount, that good of amount of sales that, you know, we don't need to. So we was furloughed for about three months. Mm. We worked day in, day out. Like I'm talking like grueling days, all, day, all but, night. but we loved it because yeah. previously we'd been used to working on nights and weekends because that's the only time when we could, you know, fit in working on our, working for our brand. Yeah. Um. So to be able to, st- it felt like a luxury. Mm. It was like, it felt like, and mm. it felt like, yeah, someone's paying us a wage from from the furlough scheme Mm. to you know start our own brand and I know that it was obviously a very difficult time for a lot of people and obviously I'm not not disputing that but for us it was something which was an opportunity Um, and you know and we took it with both hands yeah and when the furlough scheme ended Mm. the business was doing about 30 grand in sales per month Mm. and then we didn't go back to our employers Mm. and ever since then it's just gone from, you know, strength to strength. Mm. So
1: I would also say throughout that period, because the role that we was in, <clears throat> it was only just, our salaries were only just about paying for our bills back no. then. So we didn't have like a budget to put, into the brand really we would save every penny we could but still it wasn't really much what that meant is we had to get creative with how we marketed ourselves, and we did create a buzz around that brand Um, and we was create we was just trying to find anything we could do to create a buzz behind the brand and we we was creating a buzz behind the brand it was great and you know and that's where it started to snowball a little bit more um but i think now it it's really helped me today in my role because I I now know I'm always in the mindset of shoestring budget so I'm not interested in spending loads of money on on marketing it's like how can we do this for free how can we do this for free so you know you're starting from here and then as you grow you can put more budget into things and I think just having that mindset in business is quite important
2: so important and I think also like a lot of when people first start out, like a lot of young people, especially, and I I made the same mistake, is you get excited about the website and the social media Mm. and like the branding Mm. and that is fun to do, right? It's like, yeah. creative but that doesn't necessarily have any impact mm. upon your business that stuff can come later mm. like i don't think i had a website or, or like a company brand for mm. seven months of the business mm-hmm. and i don't think you need to rush to do all that stuff So th- no. the fact that you guys took the time to to learn it hone your craft mm. Mm. Uh, like real organic growth it also t- it's probably quite nice to look yeah. back on that as I well I think it's, yeah, it it's
1: quite funny as well because with our first ever project that we ever started we would like we was we thought like the company getting a company's house account set up yeah. that was like number one priority <laughs> whereas then was over like, time it was like no just concentrate yeah. on your product make sure you've got the best product possible for the best price best value and it's just understanding you can't there's no point doing a company's house account if, if you, want, no you don't have I, yeah, I yeah.
0: When, when we first started like got our company's house, like, limited company. I was like, wow, we've made it, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are we, like, are we entrepreneurs now? Like, like, but, like, back then, it felt like a big thing because we started quite early, like, think about it. I think we must have started at, like, 23 or something, 22 yeah. or something. But I, I would say that we, I felt, it feels like I was really young at the time, but I feel like... So much has happened yeah. in that four or five. We were so na- now.
1: naive back then. So naive. Um, yeah. But so naive. I think you have to be naive in business at the beginning because that's how you learn. You fail, mm. you learn, and you don't mm. do You've it again. You've got to
2: give it a go, haven't yeah. you? Yeah, and yeah. I think
1: that's one thing that we've was very. we always been quite good at. We haven't been bothered if we look stupid. Like If we look stupid, we've learnt from it and we mm. go again. But you're learning, you're learning, you know, and that's you know the most important thing, I think, in all of this.
0: You've just not a good gotta give a fuck yeah really yeah, yeah. because it's my life that's all that matters yeah do you know what i mean yeah i think listening like, to some
1: podcasts over the years has helped us with that mindset as well of you know i think there was a stephen bartlett podcast a while ago and he, and he literally said like you need to want to like be happy to look stupid yeah, and we was we became happy to look stupid, and we looked stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we looked stupid. We did <laughs> yeah. so many things that you know we weren't experienced in, so it might not have looked that good, yeah. or or whatever yeah. it was. Um, but we learned. Yeah, and exactly. that's so an don't, don't look thing. stupid yeah. now,
0: because so. I, I remember as well. Like when I, because back then I was, um, yeah, I my only real friend group back in the day, like at this time, was just the friends that I grew up with at school. Mm -hmm. Now my circle is literally completely different. Mm. But back then, you know, I'd try and start something and, you know, it's the type of people that like almost like put you down Mm. because you're the person trying to like lead, leave, like not almost like do a little bit more for yourself, Mm. but then you'd be like, you know, you know, you look like a bit of a twat there, like, you know, trying to put you down a little bit. Which
1: is completely normal. Like it's it's normal human behavior because if you come from the same background and someone's doing more than you're doing, you're naturally going to look at yourself and go, could I be doing a little bit more? So it's completely normal. And, and yeah. I would never be annoyed at someone for feeling like that at yeah. all um, because it's completely normal. But also
2: you didn't let that hold you back mm. from chasing no. what you wanted to do. Yeah. And I that
1: think disrupting. that would yeah. hold a lot of people back. Mm. I think... But by not giving a fuck, <laughs>
0: yeah. not
1: giving, you know, you have to like just not care.
0: I think a big thing as well is because we moved out, because we moved to Manchester, it was like a bit of, it was a good chance to like distance ourselves. Yeah. to be like yeah you might think that or whatever but i don't i'm only seeing you twice a year anyway so you know i don't really care i'm like i'm not i'm not y- your opinion isn't putting me down or whatever that much and like bad you'd like you'd go back and see them at like family events or whatever or even like yeah. birthdays and whatever and you and you come back leveled up each time feels good doesn't it it does <laughs> it does feel good and like you know i'm so proud of us from where we've come from because we've developed ourselves so much mm-hmm. like if you would have Like at one point, I was, I thought, Mitch, like, you know, you don't have much hope. Like, not like, just be, just, just not like much hope about being successful or whatever. But, you know, I just would never have thought about that. I always used to look at business owners when I was younger and thought, you know what, I'd love to be like you, but I'm not clever enough. But one thing that I'm not like academically clever, but I'm super street smart. And being street smart when you're running businesses, is one of the best traits that you can have. Yeah. No one's ever gonna pull the wool over your eyes, mm. you know, and so, so yeah.
1: I do think as well, like, people naturally do think that. They look at people who are ahead of them and they're going, okay, well, why am I not doing that? Mm. Am, I, am I stupid? Can I, I, I can't go and do that. But actually, they can go and do that. And it's just having belief in yourself. Like, that for me has been my main thing mm-hmm. from like, even being a kid. I always had this big belief that I can go on and do something, even though everything around me was telling me that I couldn't. I couldn't go and do anything. Like, you know, you come from a a, a working class mm. background. You know, your mum and dad do two jobs each mm. every day just to get the bills paid. You can't go on and do. And I, I because I was a little bit deluded when I was younger, um, in terms of saying I can do this and I can do that. People thought I was genuinely crazy and deluded. But I still Disney. had that belief, no matter what anyone said, it was just noise. Mm. And I think you do have to have tunnel vision, believe in yourself, be determined and just go and do it and not let anything stop you.
2: Yeah, 100%. I want to get into the the journey of flow to that and you see your yeah. current company. So you had the jewellery brand. Yeah.
0: Sold that. Yeah, so I was going to just mention that. So when we sold the jewellery brand, that was like the first real moment where I looked and thought... While you can actually be successful here, mm-hmm. because someone's actually spent quite a lot of money on something that you've created mm-hmm. and created um, from scratch as created well. Created from scratch with no money, just an idea. You know, um and what we really loved about the jewelry brand was we really loved the marketing side of it. We was obsessed with the marketing side. You yeah. know, there's a, a lot of things that we didn't like about the business model, but the marketing side we, we loved, and we thought after we'd sold the company and we thought, okay, what do we do now? Where are our passions really lied? And, and then we, you know, it was mainly the marketing side, the sales side. Me and Ash have got quite heavy sales backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, that's kind of where Float was started really. A lot of companies was, a lot of people was asking us for support and it just grew really organically mm-hmm. um, from people just needing support, people knowing that we was expertise,d quite young as well, which I think people like, because with Fload we we have a very modernised way of um, doing um, sales and marketing, mm. which some of our clients really really like. like and mm. we work with some really big clients. You know, probably one of the biggest companies in the UK is a client of ours, mm. and they love our modernised approach to, mm. to to lead generation mm. and sales and prospecting. So, um,
1: I think a lot of that comes off the back of our experiences as well. You know, yeah. working in multiple different sales roles, small, medium, corporates. I remember time and time again, going in to speak with directors with all these ideas of what we should be doing, what we should, and it just nothing ever came of it. And there's too many processes you weren't listened to. And I was convinced, I I knew that if we could adopt this, we could really make, you know, be successful as as a division. Mm. But, you know, these things being overlooked and overlooked and overlooked and over time thinking, why why are you not listening you know mm. so uh, again it just comes back to the when you're getting no 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 or just not being listened to it's like okay well we'll just go and do it ourselves then do, yeah. you know,
0: do you know it's funny as well so when we first started float even though we just sold a company we didn't put any money into float mm-hmm. it was almost like well we've just been successful with nothing mm. so you know why don't you do that again mm. And because when you've for instance, if I give you a hundred grand to spend on marketing, you're gonna find a way of spending that somehow. Mm. Yeah. You know, you're gonna you're gonna spend it on something. Give me a hundred grand out there on the day. <laughs> <laughs> you won't see me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but for instance, if I said, right, I'll give you one grand instead, you could still probably generate similar results That's with that a thousand point. pounds, mm. but you've just mm. gotta get more creative. Yeah. That's all. So yeah. when we started Float, even though we had money to put into it, we didn't put that money into it. No. And um and then we it And I'm really, really glad that we did that. Mm. Even like the website, you know, we, you know, we built the website our the first ever website ourselves.
2: Where um, where did it start? Did it start? You were freelancing, right? Yeah.
0: So, so at the start, so me and Ash started um, the business um, ourselves to begin with ourselves. Um, Ash was the person that thought of the name, which. Yeah. Still very
2: proud of. What's the story around the name? So because we do a lot of,
0: (laughs) because we, because we do a lot of emails um, and the way that, um, the way that our processes kind of work we thought the word we like we like the word flow yeah. um but to try and buy the domain name for flow is probably yeah, quite <laughs> yeah. so um and it was trademarked as well so um yeah. so we thought of we we liked flowed mm. you know um so that's how we kind of come up it, with it it
1: took weeks to come up with that name though it wasn't as simple as oh we like the word flow it took a yeah. while yeah. um and when when i got it it was like that is the it's, name. You it's have that new. moment, don't you? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm still very proud of the name today. I think it's yeah. great. It, 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 it's perfect for what we do. So yeah, very proud of the name. <laughs> yeah,
0: so we started the business together, um, was running it for a couple of months together. Um, Ash then decided to kind of explore other avenues, um, mainly just due to, because we've just worked on another company together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think you wanted to almost see what life yeah. could be like
1: separately Separately. doing things separately so it was like and it was just like a freelance setup at that at that time so we was doing all of our learnings and things together everything was together again and we was like well how about if I'll go try something else you try this we'll see what works we'll see what sticks maybe we might be better just going our own routes going forward but it ended up we we did just end up coming back Mm -hmm. together I think because we've got your strengths are mm. my weaknesses and vice versa. Yeah. It just has as well, always kind of worked.
0: The business was growing that quick as well. I actually was like, Ash, I need you. Like, yeah. <laughs> because we had, um, we'd won. so we've we been running the business for like six months. We only had one staff member, um, which is, um, who's still with us this day, Chris, absolutely top guy. Mm-hmm. My first ever staff member, um, and I love him to pieces. Um, he's the type of guy, he'd, he'd run through brick walls for the company. I love him. Yeah. Um, So it was basically me and Chris, um, but Chris was like a pretty inexperienced, um, twenty-one-year-old at the time, Um, Mm -hmm. and then I was like, "Ash, I really could do with some support here because, Mm -hmm. like, we're growing. We've got big client base, Mm -hmm. bigger client base Mm -hmm. now. Felt felt like a big client base. Probably wasn't that big looking back. I think um, at the
1: time as well because obviously we live together. It's like every day Mitch is having conversations with me about what's going on. So it was like natural. I just felt like it was it was just happening anyway because it, it was like sense. every conversation we're like how should we go about this how should we go about that so it was like it just made sense for me to kind of just just let's just, just come back together yeah. it yeah. just go makes more then. sense go, go on, on then, then i'll come back go go, go on then <laughs>
2: you should have made him squirm a little bit i'm sure you did There's an eddie hearn meme there <laughs> <laughs> so you've joined forces and yeah. i mean that's really interesting because it's quite rare in business for to partners in business to be partners in in, in life as well yeah so yeah. how have
0: you found that i would say the, in the in the early days it was challenging but i think what's very good about me and Ash. We really understand each other's strengths and weaknesses, mm. so we complement each other. We didn't at the beginning. Yeah, you didn't. You don't at the beginning. Right. Yeah, yeah, because and then it you, was very you're like. Almost, you're I'll am- do
1: this. You do that. You're almost <laughs> no.
0: fighting for. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm going to do that. No, I'm going to do that. And then then it, there could be clashes. But yeah. what's really important is we all we know our place. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's certain things which. I'm good at that Ash isn't good at and there's you know certain things that Ash is really good at and I'm very bad at mm-hmm. um, but you know it's being humble enough to kind of be like yeah I'm not yeah. too great at that.
1: And it, and it took a couple of years to get to that point you know when we was younger naive we did have egos and I think where we are today it's it's very very different you know we've, we've developed not just as business people but personally you know we're completely different to who we was uh, five years ago Completely different, mm. even two years ago, last year, yeah.
0: last so different. Last, last week, yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: Actually, like, when you start a business, I, I feel like I've experienced it myself. Just in, like like you said at the beginning, a year and a half ago, I feel like I was such a different person, mm. like yeah. completely different, yeah. even to like three months ago. Yeah, and, like, probably in like another three months, I look back at me now mm. and think, God, he was like really different. Mm. That's embarrassing. Do you know,
1: like, that's a good thing. Like, I look at that as a good thing now. It's like if I'm not embarrassed who, about who I was last year. I'm not moving fast enough, I'm not mm. developing a fast enough rate, so hopefully I'm embarrassing myself now, <laughs> in a year's time I am going to podcast and I'm like, yes, yeah. it now, <laughs> you never know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> love that, no, I genuinely love that. What advice would you give to somebody who's just starting a business today? A young person, say like a, uh, someone who's just come out of the education system and has an idea, what advice would you give them to get started?
0: Okay. So there's so much free content on the internet yeah so i remember a big even to this day a big a big thing of a source of because mm-hmm. we come from um friend groups with not, not not a lot of knowledge in them so if we was going to go and try and absorb knowledge from places we've got to we've got to go out there to go and get it ourselves mm-hmm. um i used to dm people who was, who was people that i think okay i can learn from you try and network but but podcast like be really specific with a podcast that you listen to yeah
2: listen to rebels yeah listen to rebels <laughs> got the um, yeah.
0: but like i remember that like i used to but, and you've just got to become really obsessed with learning i think mm-hmm. because yeah learning new things and you know and and i think if you're if you're if you've just started a company and you've got zero staff you you know you might not be doing a lot of sales try and go and talk to someone that's got five staff Mm. there's no point in trying to go and talk to someone with 500 staff Mm. because their problems they're just alien to you Mm. but someone that's got um someone that's got five staff Mm. they're not a million miles away from you to actually Mm. you know they can still remember some of the issues that you're having Mm -hmm. um so that's what i would say is try and find people that are successful but not a million miles away from Mm. you and try and learn from them Mm. because the chances are are the problems are the problems are going to be more relatable
1: Mm. i think mine would be to get into something that you 're passionate about, because you will find it easier, and because those night times where you 've got to be up and you 've got to be learning new things if you 're passionate about it it 's you 'll find it fun, mm-hmm. so if you want to enjoy what you 're doing i think you 'll be you 'll do it for longer you 'll be better at it because you 're more passionate about it, mm-hmm. so I'd say definitely that, but also a mind the mindset switch you do have to change your mindset and you do have to you won't be able to go out as much with your friends and you know it is important that you commit to the business if you really want to succeed you need to commit mm. and it's you have to remove some of your personal life out of that I think I mean that's from my own experiences and it's yeah. not you know necessarily what you have to do but if, if you're really serious you know with me and Mitch our ambitions have always been very very high and you know and if we was to talk about our ambitions to our friends and stuff, they'd be like, what? But the ambitions, it's not to be mediocre. And if you don't want to be mediocre, don't be mediocre. Yeah. Make sure you're putting the time in. Make sure you're learning new things change your mindset, have that growth attitude. So I think mindset is like huge Mm. and consistency. Just keep at it, keep plugging. Even when times get tough and times get rough, because they do, happens month in, month out. But you just have to keep getting past those those movements and you will get past them. But you just have to have the right mindset and not let anything phase you. Just keep going. It's so important to just keep plodding keep going making those steps building those bricks because you are going to come into some issues
0: what i would say as well is focus on one thing Mm. big thing i see wrong with like new entrepreneurs they've got three businesses and none of them are none of them are even remotely successful how can you grow a successful business at a start when you've got three things that you focused on surely you're splitting your time between three like 30 30 percent of your time for each one and like it might look cool on your instagram or linkedin profile but it's you're not actually going to be mm. successful over the period of time.
2: That's such good advice. That's so good. I love that because I think also what I throw into the mix is before you start talking about what what you what you're going to do and what you're doing, do it. Yeah, and I think that's like really, really important. Um, We was,
1: we was like, we did that as well. Like when we was first, I didn't tell my
0: pet, we didn't tell our parents.
1: When when we was first in business, though, we we would, you know, post about it all the time and things and and showcase everything. Whereas now we don't really talk about it too much. Obviously, yeah. Funny
0: if if I met a stranger in the street and he was like, "What you do?" I'll just work in marketing yeah but like because i'm just like i don't need to really like if it, i don't really need to talk too much L- this me
1: literally that. happens for the other day i was having like my hair done and i was like yeah I work in a marketing company <laughs> same and then, and then, then it took me a minute to go oh i actually own that marketing company. <laughs> um but yeah i think it's good to feel though like you you and that's probably a mindset mm-hmm. thing as well we are so on the ground in our business and we always have been from day dot and we always will be mm-hmm. um and I think that, yeah, you feel like you're in the you're in the business at all times. You're never gonna be. Do you know where I'm going with it? Yeah, I don't know where you're going. With,
2: <laughs> <honestly>. <laughs> yeah, no, neither do I. Moving on. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, no, I, I I fully think like that's some really solid advice for for young people getting into into business. What would you say? If if we're flipping the script a little from some of your amazing successes, like growing to a team of 25 now in what, two, three years? Two and a half years. That's insane. Um, And working with some like mega brands as well. Mm. What would you say has been the most difficult thing or challenge you've come across or maybe
0: something that you failed at? Yeah, so I would say that at the start of the business, I was a bad manager. Not as in like I was uh, mean to people, Mm -hmm. I was actually too nice so I used to be too nice to people mm. and um, what that would do is that would create um like a an entitlement mm. to staff members where like they almost felt that like they could do what you know like kind of you know just do whatever they want mm. so it's taken so I've almost had to go from um being almost being a little bit more stricter mm-hmm. as we get as we get bigger and being a bit more because na- naturally I'm I'd like to think i'm just quite a nice person in my nature like if i can try and be nice to people i can vouch to, for that try, try and have a nice <laughs> conversation i will do but I, what, what i would say is i've really worked hard on just being a, a lot more black and white um with people but but in the early days mm. where i remember like the first few staff members that we had i was like so nice giving them everything yeah. you know if someone had like a good day i was like oh, I have a 50 pound bonus that day all right do you know just like just because i'm like i'm just i have just yeah, so
1: I think I, I think it is hard. Like as you grow and you've got more and more people in the business, and for us, like culture is so important. We don't want to be one of these corporate companies that we used to work in and feel like, and we don't want anyone to ever feel like a number or not appreciated. So it's having that balance of having making sure everyone feels appreciated, but not going overboard.
2: Yeah. Mm.
1: yeah it's just you have to get that like discipline, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah.
2: So discipline yeah discipline with yourself but also then building like expectations correctly because mm. yeah. if you start doing that when other more people join in the business grows that's going to be an expectation mm. like mm-hmm. for everybody and they, they're they going to want this and this and this so i think it's some good advice what would you ask what was your kind of biggest challenge or failure since starting the business what have you personally um, had to uh, kind of overcome
1: i think I have literally done every role in the business there is (laughs) possible. Um, So I think finding my feet in terms of... Because this the business that we're in now and what we've done before is is a little bit different, but it's very similar to what we used to do in in different jobs, I suppose. Mm. So it's like putting our expertise to use. So I I was like a a jack-of-all-trades throughout the business of of the growth, whereas now I've found my place. I think that was probably a big thing from a personal perspective mm. i wanted to find my feet and now you know i'm, I'm really happy in in what i'm doing on a daily, daily basis but aside from me i would definitely say again just culture i want to ensure that we we are a great company to work for and as you grow and grow and grow there's more pr- people problems mm. and you need to ensure that you can support people with those problems mm. but also just keep the culture how you want to build it because you know, when you are a small company, it's so easy to get culture right, but as you grow, mm, it
0: becomes, it's, harder.
1: becomes harder, definitely more challenging. I
0: think another thing as well, probably one of my biggest challenges with, the, with running a B2B company, which is what we are. So B2B companies, um, the founders, having personal brands, profiles is really important for the success. Before flowed, I was like quite, um, you know, quite a private person online. Don't really post, didn't really post too much whatsoever. So for me, in order to actually start like the, like posting more, well, that was actually quite challenging for me because like now my LinkedIn account does quite decent numbers. You know, some people agree with me, some people I don't agree with agree with me. Um, and yeah, in the early days, like for instance, if you put a post up and people might give you hate that day, you know, like mm. I'm going home thinking. And- Am I a prick or something? It's having that
2: resilience. And also, like, there's going to be moments in business that I've experienced and a lot of my clients have as well where there are going to be naysayers and negative comments, but, Mm. like, you guys are a perfect example of putting yourself out there and building brands
0: because that's, like, skyrocketed your business. Talk talk to me about that. Yeah, 100%. Mm. You know, like, we started posting... We started, well, not just on LinkedIn, but we started... Our personal brands, maybe about a year and a half ago, mm. um, and and yeah, what I w- what I would say is, having a personal brand, if you're a B two B founder, for me is a non negotiable, mm. because people work with Float because mm. of me, because of Ash, mm. because of they believe in who we are, mm. what w- our expertise, what we do, and you know the service that we provide. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As that grows, people believe more in the team and stuff. But mm-hmm. but initially, especially at the start, mm-hmm. buying into the founders. Yeah, yeah.
1: People buy from people. Whether 100%. it's you know if it's a potential new client, they're buying from who owns that business. And because we are, we're bold on our LinkedIns, I would say with what what we talk yeah. about. But we're the the main objective from the get go was always about being transparent. Mm. We try to be transparent in everything we do, and yeah. and I think new potential clients really appreciate that you know if they ever sit on a on a conversation with us and they want to get to know what we can offer from a service perspective it's we will be very transparent in that conversation and make sure that they they know where the boundaries are on our end as well because so it's, important. it's important as an agency or as a service yeah. to have your boundaries and
2: also to build trust as well like the, yeah. the power of a brand is it builds trust it builds credibility it builds yeah. authority when when you jump on that call with somebody they're already Halfway through to conversion because they've already seen your content, yeah, they've yeah. engaged, you've nurtured them, they understand what you're about, how you work with clients, your results. There's like so many benefits. And your personal LinkedIn's have way more followers than like your company. Yeah. yeah.
0: Much. How, how many do each of you have? I think I've got that. I don't really ca- keep account of these things. Um, but um, he like, says, it's <laughs> like 37.2K. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, that's specific.
0: It's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Don't but, think about these yeah, things. It's, a, it's, a, it's around that. Um, yeah. I think I think the big thing for me is like, what I like about and LinkedIn, because LinkedIn is our main platform, is um, I like sharing the ups and downs. And, mm-hmm. and I actually like, I, I sometimes treat it as like therapy, putting posts out for things that have gone wrong that week or things that have gone good that week. Because mm-hmm. it's a nice way of actually just like journaling in a way, which is what I find. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, because if you follow me, you'll see the journey that like the stage that we're on at the minute because i always post about things that we're going through at the minute so hopefully if you know if you're trying to learn from someone that has got 25 staff does a couple million sales i'm probably a great person for you to learn from because um because i post quite raw stuff and
2: also you're building in public and documenting the journey and i was on a like a one-to-one coaching a couple of hours ago today and that was like the biggest thing that i said to that person i said like that they are 20 years experience in, in business, hardly ever post on LinkedIn. It's like, where do I start? I was like, just use it as a diary, yeah. build in public show, yeah. take people on that journey with you. Mm-hmm. Cause when you have those wins and those big mm-hmm. moments, you'll, you'll have all these people supporting you.
0: Do, yeah. do you know what I do in terms of a creative process, like I might be either on a walk with my dog mm-hmm. or something, or I'll be, you know, walking or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'll just voice note to myself. I'll just mm-hmm. create some voice notes, just mm-hmm. talking about how I'm mm-hmm. feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, those ideas, quite often become posts and some of the best posts that i've ever done that i've got big numbers or whatever have just been an, originally a voice note that i've just been recreated into um into yeah. a post um because you know some, sometimes you need to just get your ideas out mm. on paper or like for me it's just easy doing it on voice notes
2: yeah no completely how do you guys switch off because like you built this mega business in such a short period of time, how how does someone like so in the business just?
1: I think like we've we've done a, a bit of a three sixty because now how we now choose to turn off is by going home, okay. to, which is <laughs> sounds a bit strange, but going to the countryside. Yeah that is our thing so taking the dog on a walk just getting outside i think that's the biggest thing for getting us to switch off cuz we will come off our phones if we're outside mm. it's like no phones so that is like the I've most actually got this thing but- so
0: when we go like when we go in the country or whatever i'll put my wellies on and I'll be like, I almost go in like farmer mode, <laughs> yeah. um, honestly, because yeah. in, during the week, I'm like online, you know, like
1: slack, vibes. S-
0: slack 24-7, you know, like you can contact me at virtually any time and I'll probably respond within like five minutes. Um, but on the weekend, I'm like, right, Willie's on, farmer jacket on, you know. Let's go for a beer in the pub. It's like um, two different worlds. Yeah, literally. Oh, we like, and, it and like that I, and, and, and that for me keeps the balance. Mm. Mm. Whereas if I was working weekends, which sometimes I do, if it's like very pressing, I try not to. Mm. Just because mm. my weeks are that intense. Yeah, mm. like I literally need to give myself that mental break on the weekend. I do
1: you think times have changed though? Like over when we were starting in business we didn't have a personal life whatsoever mm. like at all yeah, yeah, we've and, it, and it wasn't healthy it definitely wasn't healthy yeah. but you know today I think you know we've grown we've developed we've, through uh, this journey we've, we've earned the right yeah I think we've, we've earned such the right point. to enjoy our weekends yeah, yeah, now such a
2: good point like I yeah, that's I, I relate to that in many ways like to, to, to grow fast like you guys have that doesn't happen within a nine to five like you can't build and achieve that growth mm. like you can build a s- successful business and a profitable business, Mm -hmm. but you can't scale quickly and fast and do all these big um, things that you want to achieve. And you guys did put that work in, and like I see loads of other people do the same thing mm. to then enjoy and reap the rewards later. Yeah. And those rewards often be bigger if mm. you're willing to make that sacrifice for a short period of time, but also like
0: doing it sustainably, right? Yeah, 100 And that's what I was just about to say. Like, you know, what we did for the first two years mm. wouldn't be sustainable over 10 years. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But it worked for the first two years because we needed that lift off. Mm. Whereas now it's about um, consistency. And, be, and, you know, and mm-hmm. keeping on top of your mental health. Because mm-hmm. if you're working like a crazy person
1: mm.
0: for five years straight, mm. you know, you're probably going to be a, probably going to be quite unhappy. Mm. You're not going to be a joy to be around. Yeah. Your staff members might not like you. Yeah. Yeah. I think
1: finding the right people as well to come on the journey with you is, like, key.
0: Yeah. Something I'm very, yeah. very proud of are the people in Float at the moment. Yeah. People in, in the business treat it like it's their own. They'll die for the company. And... I love that, and mm. the 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 environment that we've built in our offices at the moment is just really, really good to see. I'm really proud of the team.
1: Yeah, I think everyone's so motivated, and we're all on this journey together. You know, we we are doing something that maybe is a little bit out of the mm. norm. You know, we're making we're being disruptive in the in our agency in our world. Um, so so yeah, think-
2: it's a cool little setup as well. Because I've obviously been been to your offices, and it's it's a cool little space. It feels it feels like flowed in a weird way I know this We're sounds bad but We're it there. feels like yeah. I after speaking to you guys and walking into the office and just the atmosphere and the space yeah. it feels very much like a hub of like energy and yeah. like excitement yeah. and growth yeah I
0: think a big thing for me is we live in a world and if any founder is listening to this create an environment where people want to come to work mm-hmm. because people can get remote jobs now if they want them. Mm-hmm. So there isn't a massive reason for actually someone to go to work, go go to an office if they don't mm-hmm. have to. Mm-hmm. So what my job is, is to make sure that we create an environment where people want to go to work, mm-hmm. where people actually think, you know what, I actually prefer working in the office versus yeah. working at home. Yeah.
1: yeah. I do think though, which is probably some people might not like. Go on. Um, but I do think, you know, if, if people aren't dedicated to being in and around the business and so you know remote work is such a big thing now and everyone seems to want a remote job and you know that's great you've got the full flexibility but you're not really on that journey as much because when you're in the office together and day-to-day you're coming up with you're in different problems you're solving things together it's so collaborative, but when you're at home behind a desk, not speaking to anyone unless you're on a, a Zoom call mm. or you're in Slack, you know, it just slows everything down so yeah. much. And I just now look at it as, you know, if if it's, it's not a priority to you to come into the office for two days... Then for me, you're not really committed mm-hmm. to that growth, and that maybe isn't the right journey for you, and that's totally fine. But find a journey that is right for you.
0: Yeah, completely. I think, that's- one, of, I think one of the big things that I can suggest to um, you know people at the start of their journey or career is we've learned the most from being in environments when we was early when we was early in our career. We've learned mm-hmm. the most like from the world, world yeah, yeah. of business then mm-hmm. just from, you know, what you like, what what's good, what's bad. Mm. Um, and, you know, we've had team members that, um, you know, aren't with us anymore because they might not want to come to an office and that's cool. And I just, and I just think, um, you know, when you're young, when you're at the start of your career, you need to go and spend time with people. You need to go and mm. earwig mm. people. Yeah. Go and earwig the CEO sales calls. Yeah, you know, why yeah. would like, like, surely you're going to learn so much from those things
1: i think it's a speed of growth like if you really care about your speed of growth within a specific company or if it's your own whatever you need to be there
2: it's like a different energy it's like a buzz in that space like i mm-hmm. before like I, I look back if i didn't work in a company and work, go into that company mm-hmm. so this was like a couple of two three years ago and i went into a team there's like 50 of us um i'd sit next to the marketing director across the table would be like the CEO behind me would be the head of creative to the side of me would be the head of copy and it's I learned so much in that environment which I then took away and then did something with yeah so I think there is it's like so so many huge benefits if you're on a
1: zoom call you might just purely be speaking with direct people in your team you're not learning from different departments and not just different departments and their skills but on a personal level like some people you might learn that oh my god you're so fast at getting work done or you might look at someone else like oh you're so nice to everyone in the Office. Yeah. There's all so many different things that you could pick up from people, not just in a business and learning perspective, but on a personal level so as well. So
2: true, so true. Um, soon as we're coming up to the end of the of the episode, where can people find you guys, follow you, find out more about Flowed?
0: Yeah. So mainly, I'm on LinkedIn. That's like my platform. You can follow yeah. me. Follow me at Mitch Clayton. You can follow us, Flowed, www.flowed.co.uk. <laughs> so
1: it's Flo, in- Flow, F L O W with a D on the end some people get the name wrong it's flowed yeah people pronounce it wrong so yeah flowed we're on linkedin um and yeah mainly our personal brands are via linkedin so ashley holmes um mitchell Clayton. Cool. and yeah if you want to hear yeah. more about transparent stuff get yourself on linkedin <laughs> and that's where you'll find us
2: I'll put all your links in, in the episode description so people can find you nice and easily. But just before we close and round up, I always ask every guest the same question. Either of you can answer if you have an answer. Um, what is, or do you have, um, an unpopular opinion that one day could potentially kind of get you cancelled or cause a bit of controversy? Ooh. Mm. You, you, you already kind of mentioned one. You <laughs> kind of mentioned one. But any kind of rebellious attitudes, it could be on a thing in your industry, in your space, something you see that you disagree with. You have anything?
0: Hmm. I actually don't. You know, I'm actually going to sit on the fence.
1: Mine would just go back to the remote working. Yeah, and and for me, like I, it was so important to me initially that we had remote working within our model. But on a high, I've always wanted us to have a hybrid working model to have the flexibility of both. But by completely being remote, to me that. Is it's not fair for us to do that to our team because they can't develop correctly. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, I know it's it's such a a wanted benefit now. It's crazy. Like I I can't believe how many people want a remote job. But to me, that can come across a little bit lazy. Maybe you just you're getting into that business for the wrong reasons.
2: Mm-hmm. I think also yeah, it fully depends on where you are in your career and stuff but i think especially for young people this yeah, i mean there's benefits to both right there's always pros and cons but
1: definitely. i definitely if, agree if with you're a here. working mom or you know you've got things going on at home that's completely mm. understandable and that's a different circumstance yeah. but for if we're talking about young people wanting to you know really go for it with their careers yeah. you know if you are going to go and work in a business commit to that business and get in with the action because you will grow so much faster yeah.
2: I agree. I agree. On that note, thank you so much for coming on the final episode of season one of Rebels. Um, Thanks for having us. No worries. (laughs) Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to Rebels podcast with me, Shwe Balmed. If you've been watching us on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe. And if you've been listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, then please give us a five-star rating and a follow. The more successful this podcast gets, the bigger and better guests we can have on in the future. Thank you.